1: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast and this is our Patreon throwback review of 2016's Deadpool.
2: I love you, Wade Wilson. We can fight this.
1: You're
0: right. The cancer's only in my liver, lungs, prostate and brain. It's all things I can live without.
1: What if I told you
0: we can make you better? You're a fighter. We can give you abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me
2: so I can do right by someone else.
0: And please don't make the super suit green
1: or animated.
2: One thing that never survives this place is a sense of humor. I will see about that, Pop Spice.
1: Oh, come on. You gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell?
0: I wanna shoot, baby. Captain,
2: in your stack, especially in the back. Brother, I wanna thank your mother for a butt like that. You're a shotgun. Hey, What the fuck that say?
1: I wanna know how does it game? Straight up, without. A-
0: I'm wondering why the red suit. Well that's so bad, guys can't see me bleed. This guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Daddy needs to express some rage. X going give it to you!
1: motherfucker. X go deliver to you! Damn why right, can I do it again? Yeah, I am my son gas with
2: the Enemy! No matter how many cats I break, pair with a break, he's sending me.
0: It reeks like old lady pants in here.
1: Sounds like you have a dick in your mouth. Oh, motherfucker, you are hard to look at.
2: Like a testicle with teeth. You
1: look like Freddy Krueger face fucked a topographical map of Utah.
2: Exactly. down, down, take a kiss and freeze. won't be the one, is not gonna be? Bitch, the only exactly. thing you can't steal came out the plate. Stay out my way, I'm touching myself tonight give it to ya, he give it to X give it to you you are haunting
1: You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado Thank you all right everyone you were just listening to the trailer for Deadpool and the story is as follows. Wade Wilson is a former Special Forces operative who now works as a mercenary. His world comes crashing down when evil scientist Ajax tortures, disfigures, and transforms him into Deadpool. The rogue experiment leaves Deadpool with accelerated healing powers and a twisted sense of humor. With help from mutant allies, Colossus, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Deadpool uses his new skills to hunt down the man who nearly destroyed his life the film is starring god's perfect idiot a hot chick a british villain the comic relief a moody teen a cgi character a gratuitous cameo it is produced by asshats written by the real heroes here and directed by an overpaid tool joining me for this review i have mike vermet hello everybody and josh williams what's going on everybody this is a Patreon podcast review exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. And before we start off this review, I want to give a quick shout out to all of them. So bear with me, everyone, while I just list off the names here. Andrew Purr, Audrey Parker, Brian B., Daniel Jakes, Feelin' Film, Ian Balaklak, JC Lynn, Jeffrey Rex Bertleston, Josh Blumenkrantz, Joshua Connolly, Kevin Clawwitter, Kevin Jacobson, Matthew Clair, Michael Riccardi. Mike Baranowski, Rebecca Richin, Ryan McQuaid, Stephen Keller, and Witt Fessmeyer. Without all of you, these would not be possible, and we all just want to say thank you very much. This was uh, voted on as our review for uh, the month of May, our, our throwback review, and it was tied specifically to Deadpool 2, which is coming out now in a few days. We know that some people in the world have had a chance to see it already. So we are revisiting Deadpool 1, Uno. And for this review, we are going to give it maximum effort, as Wade Wilson would say. So let's start off first with Mike Vermette. Mike Vermette, what were your initial thoughts of Deadpool when it first came out in 2016 not so long ago? And also, too, what was your expectation heading into this uh per, you know, considering uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine our first introduction to the character played by Ryan Reynolds?
2: <laughs> um, when I first saw this movie, um, you know, way back when when it came out, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really funny. I thought it felt fresh. It felt like a different kind of superhero movie that we weren't used to getting. Definitely something that Marvel couldn't do. Um, You know, regular standalone Marvel MCU. I'm not a Deadpool fan by any stretch of the imagination. I don't like him in the comics. So I really had no expectations walking into this movie. Um, You know, I wasn't really worried too much about his ridiculous take in x-men origins because i had seen like that teaser footage they had released online they were supposedly leaked or whatever
1: yeah i think what it was is that they still don't know to this day who actually leaked the footage but it's it's essentially an all cgi version of the highway right yeah yeah the highway scene and i think the story behind that is fox said no when they initially presented the footage, the footage leaked online around Comic-Con and fans went absolutely apeshit to the point where Fox kind of gave in and greenlit the project ultimately.
2: Yeah, so I mean based on, on that, I mean I was one of those fans who went apeshit and I was like, this looks awesome. Like I definitely want to see this. But what, why weren't you a fan of the character originally in the comic though? I I have a really weird thing with like comedy and humor. I don't get a lot of like comedy. Um so like his that he's so over the top. He's like always breaking the fourth wall. He's like show in your face like that to me I don't find funny. So like in the comics I feel like I don't I'm not able to really connect with it. But, you know, one of the things that Ryan Reynolds does really well in this movie, and I'm sure we'll talk about, is that he's able to take that character who's so zany and so over the top and really give life to him and kind of make him a little more of a three-dimensional character. In the books, he's a little, to my opinion, a little more two-dimensional. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it just having him, like, be embodied like that really makes me connect to the character. It makes me like the character a lot more than I do on the page. So he's somebody, you know, I don't. I had no real expectations for going into it. So, yeah, definitely a big surprise and a big win of a movie.
1: What about you, Josh? Expectations and
2: ultimate reaction to Deadpool?
0: Yeah, so when the tra- when those trailers were first coming out, that footage that came out that you mentioned, um I was definitely excited. I'm not the biggest Ryan Reynolds fan. Like he's funny in a couple things, but I was like, "All right, you know, maybe it could be cool. You know, he's witty and fast on his feet. Like the character could really work." And then when I first saw the movie, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, and then on rewatches, I do not like this movie.
2: Oh, (laughs) I agree with you, Josh. Oh my God. So, uh, so
0: I think the reason I really liked it in the theater is because of like the audience interaction, like the audience is laughing at a lot of jokes. And so I'm like, oh, you know, this is lighthearted. This is fun. You know, I can laugh at these jokes too. But then watching it again by myself, I, a lot of the jokes are like really like fumbly if that's a word. They just, like, they can never find their footing in, like, how quick or how witty they want the jokes to be, and that never lands with me, like, ever. There's, like, a couple jokes that I find really funny, and then a lot of it is just incredibly stale, and so that's just, (laughs) that's how I look at it. I think that's a very unpopular opinion, but um, I think, aside from that, the the action is pretty good in a lot of parts, but even that gets kind of shorthanded in scenes, like the, like the freeway scene is really cool at the beginning, but it kind of, I feel like they could be doing more with it and they just kind of kept it very basic and very stale. And I think if we're gonna introduce Deadpool into the world, you know, this, everybody knows is like this badass rated R character, everything should just be over the top, like just put the pedal to the floor right out the gate. That was just what I thought. So upon rewatches, I think it's very slow, and it's not incredibly funny.
2: I just want to jump in, like on what Josh said. Um, you know, with the fact that like it wasn't so over the top. I mean, they had a really small budget—fifty-eight
1: million dollars. I know it's like nothing. Take most movies in this
2: genre have another one in front of that. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's like I am not a. Upon rewatching it, I wasn't a huge fan either. I didn't think the jokes worked as well when you're sitting by yourself, like watching in this movie. But what did impress me was how good it actually looked for how little they spent on it. It looks like it. It does look nice. I will give it that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks better than the Justice League, and like that movie cost <laughs> twice as much, if not you know almost three times as much. So I mean, Tim Miller, I mean, deserves like a huge props. I mean, this movie looks really well, and for the money that they spent. It's a blessing that it it looks as good as it does.
1: Well, I want to point out that Tim Miller um, started off his career as a visual Mm -hmm. effects artist. So he definitely understands how to blend practical with visual effects and to create a very seamless effect, especially when it comes to the character of Deadpool himself. Because there are moments in this movie where you look at it and you go, there's absolutely no way that Ryan Reynolds or even a stunt double for that matter is doing the things that the character is doing. So it must be an all CGI character but those moments i mean you know just from a visual standpoint when you watch the film play out i mean sure I, I maybe if you pause and go frame by frame but to me the effect is seamless the effects are really seamless yeah yeah i mean i i there's never a moment where it ever broke um my uh my illusion I, there were other effects in the movie other shots sequences things like that where I was kind of taken out of it a little bit you know like the character of Colossus for an example is like one that I'm just like that's not a good CGI looking character
2: <laughs> he doesn't look good at all especially in 4k he looks horrendous
1: yeah but the character Deadpool himself you know that's the money maker that's what people are paying to see he looks great with all of that said okay I can hear that there is some opinions on how it plays on a rewatch now I saw the film uh, in theaters opening weekend uh, heading into it i remember the marketing was like some of the most genius marketing i'd ever seen for a movie period end of story i remember like all of the uh valentine's day promotional materials they were <laughs> using to promote the film as like romantic comedy yeah and the most surprising thing about deadpool is how much it really is a love story at the end of the day so much so that he even has a line of dialogue in a movie where he says this is a love story later on he proclaims no this is really a horror movie but that, that element to it, the romantic relationship between Ryan Reynolds and uh, Morena Baccarin, am I saying that right? I hope I'm saying that right. Um, their relationship really, really, really helps to carry the movie over for me in a unique and surprising way that I was not quite expecting. And actually did help to kind of balance out the more sophomoric and mature humor that is not even sprinkled throughout. It is wall to wall throughout, (laughs) um, which is a complaint that I definitely did have at the time of release and I still have today, is that it never breathes. It never takes a moment to actually set up those jokes. It's just constant jokes. I mean... When Ajax or Francis, for that matter, is just like telling him, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, and he's getting like so annoyed with him uh, that he's a talker. Um, There were times while watching this where I'm like, yeah, seriously, stop. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I can't take it anymore. Um, But thank God uh, Ryan Reynolds is just so charismatic in the role that he does – make it entertaining even if you don't agree with some of the jokes Um, at least it's still fun to listen to and like you guys were saying too the movie looks very very good Um, so on a rewatch I actually enjoyed it more on a rewatch this time which was surprising to me because I I only saw it once in a theater and I never had a desire to want to rewatch it again since it uh, came out on Blu-ray my rewatch occurred specifically for this uh, I, I had not seen it again uh, since it actually came out. Oh, wow. And I kept on wondering, why is that? Why am I so hesitant to want to rewatch it? Um, part of it is T.J. Miller, which we'll get into a little bit. Another part of it was because of uh, the, the humor, um, like we were saying before, I definitely think it works best with a large group of people in a theater, and I do believe that some of the jokes were – Tailor made specifically for that theater experience, and not so much for the at home experience. Does that make sense? No.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So I I always had this like hesitancy with like wanting to go back and rewatch it. I definitely um, was surprised to find that um, the movie has. Josh, you were saying before, you know, about the pace of the movie. I think the pacing is perfect. It does not overstay its welcome at all. It's not even two hours. It's one hundred and eight minutes long. It's really economically short and the movie does a really really brilliant job in my opinion of taking that tired old origin story and telling it in a more unique and different way than we've seen before instead of it being linear um, they start us off in the beginning of the film dropping us right in the middle of the action at a segment that takes place uh, in the middle towards the end of the film and we keep jumping back and forth with the narrative. And I thought that was a really great way to tell the story that you know we've seen told a million times before in a unique way. And it also tells us everything we need to know about the character as well. Uh, what did you guys think of that structure?
0: I mean, the structure is definitely like a, a high, I would guess I would say a highlight. I'm I'm a fan of how they decide to do the origin story, like you were saying. You know, we've seen origin stories done time and time again, and we've seen the typical origin story over and over and over again. Um, but if since a lot of people don't know the origin story of Deadpool, you know, it's obviously smart of them to the first Deadpool film to be an origin story. But you're very right. It's very refreshing to see it. Done in a less traditional way, so that way when we're watching the movie, um, even if it is funny like on opening weekend, or, or if people that still really like it today, uh, you don't get bogged down by oh man, this is just another origin story. Like it helps keep the jokes alive in certain areas for sure.
1: Well, and also too, I mean, when when you're when you're watching it like for the first time ever, you know, the story takes a very very long time also to set up the revenge part of the movie which is ultimately like what his uh what you think his quest is really about and then of course the film kind of ties it back to this emotional relationship that he has with Vanessa at the end that it's not so much about him getting back at Ajax and Francis and what he did to him it's more about him getting back to the love of his life and finding the courage to finding the courage to admit that he's, you know, not the man that he once was, and will she accept that? And I actually, like I, like I said, I, I was quite surprised at how tender and how earnest this story of <laughs> two jigsaw puzzles uh, with their curved edges and their imperfections and weirdness are able to come together to formulate what is ultimately a heartwarming romance.
2: Yeah, on my rewatch, I, I like, my favorite parts of this movie were the character interactions. Like, I loved the interactions between, you know, Wade and Vanessa and especially, like, you know, Deadpool with Colossus and, you know, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, You know, his interactions with them are really cool because, like, he's so over the top, but they're able to, like, ground him a little bit more. And Vanessa's a cool character because she really is a female version of Deadpool. So, they play really well off each other. And, like, the two Actors had great chemistry together,
1: uh, and I and I and I and I kind of I hate admitting this, I really do, but uh, I mean like I have such a negative view of TJ Miller now, um, I can't stand him, and, but yet his scenes with Ryan Reynolds, like when he's describing his face the first time he sees him, and some of his lines, I gotta admit, I still laughed, um, and I and I hate admitting that. But it, it's it's just – it's natural comedy to me, you know, talking about how it's like uh, you look – your face looks like an avocado, had hateful sex with another avocado, and <laughs> stuff like that. Like I don't know if those lines were written or if they were improvised. I, I have no idea. But I mean there, there are moments in this, like you said, from an interaction standpoint. The lines of dialogue I think are the best when they are actually um, – done between the the, the the different characters with wade wilson you know and he's not he's not trying to be funny for the audience it's just he's naturally funny and that's just his personality and that's his character and he always tries to find the humor in everything you know what i mean
2: yeah i agree the strong
1: yeah you're right the strongest points of comedy are definitely from the interactions between characters hey everyone sorry to interrupt But that is the end of our partial review for Deadpool on the Next Best Picture podcast, the full review of which can be listened to on our Patreon page, provided you subscribe to it for $1 a month at a minimum. There are other tiers beyond that, but for $1, you do get this episode, plus other throwback reviews, which we have already recorded and will continue to record as well with a few other goodies that we are giving out to you guys. So, by all means, head on over to our Patreon page, throw us a subscription, give us a review on iTunes. You can subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FM, and also on CastBox. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will see you all next time.